This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks. What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Wednesday, February 1st, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best of Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it not only helps the show grow, but if you leave your best NFL take with a five-star review, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode of the podcast. While the Tom Brady retirement certainly has stolen some of the thunder from uh, the moves by the Denver Broncos and Houston Texans, there's no denying that the the hirings of Sean Payton and D'Amico Ryans are, are massive deals. These are two probably the two top coaching candidates that were available to, to any of the teams this offseason, both for different reasons, both great candidates for a lot of reasons. And I want to dive into both of them. And I do see one common theme kind of between them, but let's talk about them individually first and kind of what I think of the hires. So when I saw that the Denver Broncos traded for Sean Payton, the first thought I had was, This is a move made out of desperation. This is, in some ways, throwing bad money on bad money. And it's something that they had to do because of the situation they got themselves in with Russell Wilson. Ideally, when you hire a head coach, you're not giving him, as some reports indicate, 20 to $25 million a year. You are not trading a first-round pick and a second-round pick to acquire that coach. I mean, I know that salary the the salaries of coaches don't don't count for salary cap space, But you're giving Sean Payton massive money in trading away maybe the two biggest assets in the franchise. I mean, they're certainly, you know, they have great players. uh, But a first-round pick for a team that just traded away a bunch of them and a second-round pick for a team that is short on picks is a really big deal, right? Ideally, the Broncos would have rather hired a coach, uh, you know, for example, Shane Steichen out of the Eagles. He wouldn't have cost $25 million a year. He wouldn't have cost any uh, draft picks to to, uh, hire to trade for. D'Amico Ryans, right? The the uh, Texans are giving him a six-year deal, but they didn't trade any draft picks to get him. So the Broncos had to do this for Sean Payton or felt they had to do this because of the desperate win-now situation they are in. When they acquired Russell Wilson, they became a win-now team. They were, they, they, they were expected to compete right away for a Super Bowl. They had the defense to do it. They had the receivers to do it, and they thought they had the quarterback to do it. Now, this offseason, it would have been extremely expensive or extremely you know, salary cap consuming to move on from Russell Wilson. Doesn't mean they couldn't have, do, couldn't have done it, but they clearly decided that their best path was to try to get a head coach that can make the most of Russell Wilson. And I'm not saying that's a bad decision because 
you did trade a ton for him. And look, at the end of the year when Hackett was gone, the Broncos had their two best offensive games, or at least their, their two best stretch in, term, in terms of combined points. So the, there, I think, is some hope that Russell Wilson could turn it around. The concern with giving Sean Payton all this money is, is he in it for the long haul if it doesn't work out with Russell Wilson? Or is he good enough to come in and make Russell Wilson the quarterback that the Broncos hope he can be? I think there's a chance that Russell Wilson could bounce back, for sure. Again, for all the reasons I just said. Played well at the end of the year when Hackett was gone. Um, has obviously had a great career, so it's possible. But to me, this feels like the Broncos giving up a ton of assets and a ton of money for a head coach that is going to be tasked with potentially doing the impossible. It's possible Russell Wilson might just be cooked. It might There might not be a head coach out there that can make the most of Russell Wilson. And without any draft picks, it's going to be hard to get another quarterback behind Russell Wilson. Now, maybe they'll draft one this year. Maybe there's a quarterback Peyton likes that they think he can get in the, the third round or the fourth round, and you maybe develop that guy if Russell Wilson's not the guy. But the worst way to make a decision is desperate, is when you feel like it's a decision you have to make. It's not one where you want to make it. It's not one where, you know, you interview an unknown head coach and you're, you're blown away by him. To me, this feels like the Broncos are doing it because they felt they have to. And with new ownerships that don't have a t- new ownership that doesn't have a ton of connections around the league, this feels a little bit like going car shopping and just going, oh, I've heard of that car and just buying it no matter what it costs. It doesn't feel to me like that he was their top candidate because they believed in him. I think he was their top candidate because they knew the name and they thought just based off his resume, he had the best chance to turn around Russell. And then to give up a first and second round pick is a massive deal. Those are huge assets for a team that already traded him away. So could Sean Payton go to Denver and be successful? Yeah, it could happen. I don't think Russell's definitely cooked. But when I look at this decision, it reeks of desperation. And in my experience covering the league and really just living life, any move or decision that's made out of desperation rarely works out. And this is certainly an expensive move that they made out of desperation. The D'Amico Ryans hiring by the Houston Texans. I hesitate to use the word desperate because I think D'Amico is a great young coaching candidate. I think he is qualified for the job. I think he could end up being a great head coach. But I also feel that if the Texans were honest with themselves about what they needed and what will make the best head coach, it's hard for me to believe that they thought a defensive guy will be a better option for their franchise than the offensive guy. I think they hired D'Amico Great candidate, but he has ties to the organization. They knew it would be a popular move for a franchise that has been ripped repeatedly for some of the moves they've made and probably doesn't have a lot of sway right now with the fan base. D'Amico feels like the move they knew wouldn't be criticized. Great coaching candidate, popular former Texan. They were aware of how this move would be perceived and, and taken. And I think there's parts of decisions that should be made that way. But I think that also D'Amico is now going into a situation with no quarterback and they're going to have to develop a quarterback with a defensive head coach. It's incredibly hard to do. It's incredibly hard to develop a quarterback when your main head coach is not an an offensive guy. They're going to have to hire a great offensive coordinator. They're going to have to probably get the best option available out there to develop this quarterback. They're then going to have to hope that guy stays long enough so that he can be with that quarterback long enough to continue to develop him and get him comfortable. I mean, if they draft a quarterback, let's say they draft Bryce Young, 
this year. And they hire, um, the example I'll use again here in Philly is, is Brian Johnson, quarterback coach for the Eagles, has done a tremendous job helping Jalen, super smart guy, super bright guy. I think he'll be a head coach one day. Let's say they hire him and Bryce Young gets great development by him for one year. Brian Johnson's gone. Like that, he's going to get hired away. Great offensive coordinators get hired away. So my concern with D'Amico in Houston isn't that he won't win games. I think he's a good enough defensive mind, a good enough football mind, a great leader from what you hear about him, that he will turn it around. The Texans will be competitive. They won't be an embarrassing franchise. And in that way, the Texans made the right decision. Just getting above above sea level, right, just, you know, is, is huge for them. But I also think that they might have gotten wrapped up a little too much in the idea of hiring a former Texan and not looked clear-headed on what this franchise needed. The franchise needs an offensive head coach. They need somebody that can develop their quarterback. And my worry for Houston is by hiring D'Amico, they're not going to be able to get the guy that they need for sustained success. And that's the risk of a defensive head coach. That's the, the risk you take when you hire someone that won't be intricately involved in coaching and developing the most important position in the game or has no experience doing it. Maybe D'Amico will be great at developing a quarterback. I wouldn't put it completely past him, but he's, his history is on the defensive side of the ball, right? He played that position. He coached that position. And for a team that's not going to turn around really until they have a quarterback, that's my concern with Houston. So not a desperate move, but it felt like a move made because they needed a hire that would not be criticized, a hire that the fans would like, I think they overlooked an important aspect of what they need in a head coach. So two different hires, Sean Payton, complete desperation, overpaid. Um, you know, it, it's a shot in the, not a shot in the dark, but it is an attempt that the, the team felt they had to take. D'Amico Ryans, I think was a smart move in a lot of ways, but might've missed the main key of what they needed in a head coach. So following how these two teams go throughout the regular season, certainly going to be interesting. Uh, Russell being back to great quarterback is good for the league. D'Amico Ryans turning that team around is, is great for the league. So I hope both things happen. I just have some skepticism about both hires uh, made by the teams. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear, and I'll talk to you guys next time.